Politics of a Cool Kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. Welcome to Hot Takes of a Cool Kid. I'm Frankie Tees. Today is one of two episodes. This and next week, we'll be focusing on the seven types of propaganda as presented by the Institute for Propaganda in 1938. Last week, I provided the link to that document download for your use. I hope you checked it out. I'll stick it in the show notes for this one, too. It's an amazing find, which I stumbled on last year while doing season one of Frankie Files podcast. The idea of propaganda being used on us in cults is what brought me to investigate this. Not coming at this through politics, but let's face it, half the stuff I may talk about as a cult kid viewing society with the ire that I do is applicable to anything political. These propaganda points are used in a group dynamic, whether it be a cult, a political party, a non-religious group or society like on campus, even in a single family or couple dynamic. You'll see. So I want to approach this list. Today we'll cover four parts and next week we'll cover three other parts. I'll attempt to give relatable examples of the propaganda devices where the IPA does not. And this is from volume one of their annual document they put out. This was distributed to junior high and high schools. I mean, that alone is something I'm really trying to imagine here. But seriously, to blow your mind, let me read the title of this volume, which is linked in the bio if you want to check it out from the Library Online Archive. Propaganda Analysis, Volume 1 of the Publication of the Institute for Propaganda Analysis, Incorporated, October 1937 to October 1938, with new materials to aid student and adult groups in the analysis of today's propagandas. Can you imagine that today? We mock people for paying attention to techniques of manipulation and censorship and call them woke. Quite a mind-twisting travesty going on at present. So these seven types of propaganda as outlined by a volunteer board of educators from institutions across America has remained incredibly pertinent. The board was these instructors, professors, etc. from all across USA and they didn't want their next gen to have brain rot. Again, what would they have said about AI? Let's start with the first one listed. Number one of seven, name-calling. Name-calling is a device to make us form a judgment without examining the evidence on which it should be based. Propagandists appeal to our hate and fear by giving bad names to those individual groups, nations, races, policies, practices, beliefs, and ideals which he would have us condemn and reject. For centuries, the name heretic was bad. Thousands were oppressed, tortured, or put to death as heretics. Anybody who dissented from popular belief or practice was in danger of being called a heretic. In light of today's knowledge, some heresies were bad and some were good. Many of the pioneers of modern science were called heretics. Witness the cases of Copernicus, Galileo, Bruno, Andrew Dixon White. And they go on to say, Today's bad names include, and this is 1938, 
fascist, demagogue, dictator, red, financial oligarchy, communist, muckraker, alien, outside agitator, economic royalist, utopian, rabble-rouser, troublemaker, Tory, constitution wrecker. They conclude this section of the name-calling device with use of bad names without presentation of their essential meaning, without all the pertinent implications, comprises perhaps the most common of all propaganda devices. Those who want to maintain the status quo apply bad names to those who would change it. So well said. And that's it. That sums up all victim shaming, slander of ex-cult members, pre-trial ridicule of important accusers and witnesses. Framing someone as bad is easy and effective. I love how the section started. To repeat, it said, name-calling is a device to make us form a judgment without examining the evidence on which it should be based. So then let's face it, if you're a critical thinker, if you hear name-calling, the first thing you should really do is doubt the source of the name-calling, period. Critical thinking is the move to make when you refuse to let emotions or knee-jerk reactions govern your decision-making. And in life, This needs to be daily and minute to minute, especially with the surrounding AI influences from phone, internet, etc. Going to number two, glittering generalities. Reading from the doc again, glittering generalities is a device by which the propagandist identifies his program with virtue by use of virtue words. Here he appeals to our emotions of love, generosity, and brotherhood. He uses words like truth, freedom, honor, liberty, social justice, public service, the right to work loyalty, progress, democracy, the American way, constitution defender. I want to highlight this next part. Just as name calling is a device to make us form a judgment, to reject and condemn without examining the evidence, glittering generalities is a device to make us accept and approve without examining the evidence. What a great point. Cults, religion, advertisers, politicians, colleges, communities all do this. I say an example, we stand for this, we stand for that. And if you listeners have heard the recent episodes on Frankie Files about neuroreactions that work to fill in info related to when we heard that word before, You'll know what a cool trick it is. That's in your brain on music. I mean, I say ocean, you drift to Tahiti. And you fill that in and that last vacay you had. Going on with their words from Volume 1 of Propaganda Analysis 1938, the propagandist is most effective in use of these devices when his words make us create devils to fight or gods to adore. By his use of the bad words, we personify as a devil, some nation, race, group, etc. By use of good words, we personify as a godlike idol, some nation, race, group, etc. To some, the New Deal is a prophecy of social salvation, 
while to others it is an omen of social disaster. From consideration of names bad and good, we pass to institutions and symbols also bad and good. I offer these comments on the glittering generalities device. We see these conspiracy theories that get the attention and the internet algorithm groundswell before certain elections. These influencers that suddenly get millions of followers and all this fake popularity, it's concocted and unnatural. It's manufactured like GMO and all the other fake stuff in our world now. Seeing through that may get upsetting to you. I do warn you, listeners. But if you're a cult kid or survivor of any age, while in a cult that got out, you're also going to have alarms going off with its stuff. You have the edge. You have the cult kid goggles that I can see through too. And even if you're the only one in the room seeing through it, that is a gift. Never let it go. Next on to number three, the transfer device. Transfer, they say, is a device by which the propagandist carries over the authority, sanction, and prestige of something we respect and revere to something he would have us accept. For example, most of us respect and revere our church and our nation. They say if the propagandist succeeds in getting church or nation to approve a campaign of some program, he thereby transfers its authority, sanction, and prestige to that program. A cartoonist, by having Uncle Sam disapprove a budget for unemployment relief, would have us feel that the whole United States disapproves relief costs. By drawing an Uncle Sam who approves the same budget, the cartoonist would have us feel that American people approve it. Thus, the transfer device is used both for and against causes and ideas. This is super easy to do, I say, and a cheap way to fool people. Often people see things every other word or big picture or in passing while concentrating on another thing. This one only needs part of someone's attention to work. Let's say I was having a huge party. I put pictures of this music of people I'm going to play as a DJ in a row at the bottom of the flyer. Next to it in small print, it'll say, DJ will play music such as those pictured above. But someone is going to hand the flyer to their drunk friend and say, hey, Ice Cube is playing next week. I have to go. And it only takes a percentage making that mistake to be effective. I see it all the time with podcast advertisement and other events. They say someone is live and you go to that episode and it's them reviewing a video of a famous person live. Okay. Or any one familiar symbol like, say, Jesus could be added to anything you want and you can immediately misunderstand the intent of both parties. It is, I think, super common of a device used. That's how that term came into being, plastic Jesus. And now device number four, the testimonial device. The testimonial is a device used to make us accept anything from a patent medicine or a cigarette to a program of national policy. In this device, the propagandist makes use of testimonials. 
and they give a few examples of commercial like coffee or cigarettes saying it will lift you up, etc. The device also works in reverse. Counter testimonials may be employed. Seldom are these used against commercial products. This is constantly employed, though, in social, economic, and political issues. So I know this one firsthand, really, as an ex-member of Morningland Church. I was there when leaders went and collected testimonials from each person, mainly members or disciples who'd been there a minute, stating how they were healed at Morningland Church. If you didn't know your healing, okay, no problem. This friendly clergy member will help you write your healing. Coax it out of you is what I want to say there. Then they print the book with everyone's fake disciple name and healing listed. Create your own propaganda. And I know those of you listening who've seen this implemented in some fashion know exactly what I'm talking about. It could be cults, it could be colleges. You're really literally manufacturing an appearance. It's funny when people use a celebrity endorsement like the face on flyers I was talking about, and then they get sued because it wasn't authorized. That is not a proper endorsement, but they tried to sneak and get the testimonial. Either way, this is the type of influence attempt where someone we, quote, trust and respect lays down the law because they're an authority or doctor or person of import. Well, we see this in all the old folks medicine commercials, and we also have seen this, dare I say, through the entire pandemic. Dr. Fauci told everyone what to do every day for a long period of time. Wear a mask. No, don't. Stay indoors. Vax your kids. No, don't. And on and on. We really found out who of society scoffs at a testimonial and who doesn't. And it's been very revealing to see the propaganda used across our nation. These are part of the seven propaganda devices set forth by the IPA. And we'll do five, six, and seven next week. Five is the plain folks device. Six is the card stacking device. Seven is the bandwagon device. And that's what we'll be covering next week. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid, where I take on society with placidity. And keep critical thinking. Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information.